Okay, recording is in progress. So welcome, oh, welcome to the I Am Jen Wilson, the Healing Rebel podcast. I have on today my lovely friend Janice Klein from Be Nourished by Nature. And towards the end of 2021, I reached out to Janice to ask her for some assistance because the Crohn's that I have been living with since March 2017 had been in flare since January 2019. Came up because of emotional stuff, but I was really, really struggling, even on medication, to get things back under control. And I had convinced myself for quite a while that my diet wasn't the problem because I generally eat quite healthily. But I was also getting stuck in little slumps of eating crisps instead of real foods because energy had gone down, motivation had gone down, pain was increased, and I just got really, really stuck. So I reached out to Janice and said, can you please help me? And Janice, the way that she is, open arms, please come over, let's have a chat. And one of the things that I, I want to say to you just now, Janice, before you before I let you get a word in anyways, is... <laughs> Thank you so much for your energy and your level of belief. Because when I left your house that first day, it wasn't so much about the food that I was going to start introducing. It was the belief that I could get there again because I had completely lost that. And I think that's something that's really important if you're dealing with an underlying health condition, whether it's a physical health or mental health, be around people that can emotionally support you and that believe in you and that believe in the greater goods if you're surrounding yourself with negative nancies oh well this is just the way it's got to be you're going to get stuck in the trenches so having those people and being able to welcome them and accept what they have to offer to be able to receive that has been really really a really important part of the journey on top of the information and the guidance and motivation that you gave me to make changes to my diet. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome, Jen. I do find, though, that so often when you're dealing with a chronic health problem, you don't get any support from doctors who only want to go down the medical route and give you drugs, which obviously weren't working for you because of the side effects. And again, we know that drugs only mask symptoms and like yourself when you're trying to get to the root cause and think, how can I support myself? And, you know, that is the thing when you've got somebody that believes in you, that can give you proof that other people have done it, that you are actually on the right path, no matter if someone tells you that you're not. And again, it's like you're very intuitive and you know yourself, you healed yourself before. And as I say, you get stuck in a wee bit of a rut, the same as everyone else does. And sometimes we need to just change it up a wee bit, have a wee look and see if there's anything else. And I know that you do so many things. It's not just about food, it's about everything. And that is key, you know, because it's, it isn't ever just about one thing. And that's what medicine's about, is just giving you drugs, which is not the, the way forwards at all. It's certainly not for chronic disease, um, because chronic disease is your body's out of balance in some way, your body's trying to tell you something. And you know that the saddest thing about it all, Jen, is there are so many people now being diagnosed with Crohn's, with ulcerative colitis, with IBS at younger and younger ages. And all the research that I've done in the gut, and I've done a lot, and I've come across a lot of people with Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, IBS, just various gut issues, that generally speaking, the diet that you are given, because obviously you've got an inflamed bowel, so 
literally you're told to not eat any fiber. And from the knowledge that I have, I know that you, if you have a balance, a good balance of microbes in your gut, you need to eat fiber to give them a food source to produce the building blocks to heal your gut. It's, it's butyrate, which is a short chain fatty acid, which will heal your gut lining. It will seal it if it's, uh, if it's leaky, if you've got leaky gut, uh, leaky uh, junctions in your gut, if you've got inflammation anywhere, this is what will actually fight inflammation in your own body. But you, the, the microbes can produce the, the bioactive compounds without the building blocks, which is fiber. And that's where it really saddens me to see the diet that people are given with Crohn's and colitis. It's literally white bread, white rice, white pasta, meat, cheese, eggs, all the stuff that has literally no value at all for your gut microbiome. And that it can never be a long-term solution. It's not because unless you can start to get some form of fiber, and again, everyone is different, and I'm not saying go out and suddenly start eating loads of fiber, because obviously if you have an issue with your gut and your colon, then that can cause you a bit of distress, but it's the only way to heal your gut ultimately. And again, obviously you can, you're using all your herbal things and your slippery element, all of that, that will also soothe your gut, but it comes down to the fact that it's your microbes that produce butyrate, which actually heals your gut lining. And that is healing it. That's not just masking a symptom. And the interesting thing from my point of view is you have like your own wee inner pharmacy in your gut. If you've got a balanced gut microbiome, then your gut microbes can do every single job that a drug can do without any of the negative side effects that I know that you experienced yourself. But also the other thing is, and we've discussed that as well, Jen, is that there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all cure for anything because people can have the same symptoms but it's been caused by a different group of, you know, circumstances or is it an imbalance? Is it too many toxins in your diet? Is it not enough of the good stuff? Is it a lack of fiber? Are you eating foods that inadvertently are actually causing you problems? Because the other thing is there's no such thing as a good or a bad food. Okay, yeah, we all know junk food's rubbish and sugar, you know, too much sugar is really bad, but there are loads and loads of foods that are incredibly good foods, like the nightshade family, for example, that can cause people that already have inflammation for some people can make it worse, not for all people, but for some people. And that is sometimes where you need a bit of help and support is to see, well, actually what, because it takes a lot of time to find these things out. And the thing, the great thing is with you, Jen, is that you make your health a priority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And you're right to do that because of your own work, you know, you can, get, you know, give to everyone else if you're not feeling great yourself. And if more people did that, more people would find their own answer. But again, also, it's not about just you, you find one thing, you think, oh, great, I'm sorted. And as we know that that isn't the case because your gut and your gut microbiome is in constant flux, depending on your stress levels. The food that you're eating, if you're drinking, I know you don't drink alcohol, but if you're drinking alcohol, if you're not exercising, you know, if you have a diet with lots of like artificial sweeteners, pesticides, residues, emulsifiers, if you're eating gluten-free stuff that's full of actually rubbish, which will further damage your gut. And it's having that information, though, that you can think about it and think, okay, well, what is right for me? I'm going to try this. One of the key things for me is it has to taste good. I mean, I just love food. You know what I'm like? I love food. I'm a massive foodie. I wouldn't do, I don't do food I don't like. I just don't. I don't drink wheatgrass shots or 
spirulina or any of the rest of it because I don't like them and I've got plenty of other things that I do like uh-huh. and that's the thing and that's the thing it's the joy of food and when you have Crohn's that you have it's like all that joy is taken away from you because you're faced with a diet that is totally bland that is full of foods that you wouldn't choose to eat that are actually not doing you any favors they're not going to give you the energy they're not going to help you to sleep they're not going to make you feel good because they're totally lacking in fiber which means that you're totally starving your gut bacteria they produce all your neurotransmitters b vitamins vitamin k you've got a gut brain axis you've got a gut um lung axis i mean honestly they are just involved in everything and if your diet is so limited and your gut is so inflamed then you're missing out on so many you know things that you should actually be able to take for granted and you can't yeah yeah um I think a really important point to hone in on what you were saying there was about if you've got problems with your gut, you needing to be a, a bit more careful and a bit slower at introducing fibre. Because when we very first started, I came out and overhauled everything and went full on and I was going for all the diversity points and we can go on to what diversity points are in, the, in a wee minute. But I was just like, how many different types of fibre can I get in each meal? And then I made myself worse. Like my skin, my the eczema all broke out in my skin. And I started feeling agitated. And there's foods that I love, like pineapple and tomato and spinach. And the three of them are all aggravators for me. And it's like, oh. And because I had changed so many things all at once, I didn't know what was aggravating me and what wasn't. And so you're very wisely went like, cut it right back, make it really simple, have a have a small amount of fibre or not so many different varieties, like cut yeah. down the diversity, get used to that and then add a wee bit more in. And just like even the wee pinches of the seaweed flakes into my soup, just I've got lots of, I've got maybe five or six different vegetables in the soup and then the, the flakes being added yeah. in is for that extra wee bit of diversity and then the next time, a tablespoon of hemp seeds goes into it as well once I know that that's okay so that it's a gradual build-up of what works what doesn't and I also have noticed when the weather's different food responds differently inside my body as well. Wow that's interesting isn't it? Yeah because when the weather's really damp I am much more prone to being very mucusy yeah. So I then need to have more things that help dry that out. And then on the dry days, that's when I feel amazing. Like see yeah. the day snowed and it was really dry and really snowy. That's like my perfect weather day because my energy's good, my skin feels good, I can eat pretty much anything and I don't have any kind of aggravation. It's just like the perfect day for me. <laughs> you know, that is a really interesting point though, because it's your environment as well. And again, balance is one of the words that I use a lot. I mean, that's one of my favourite things because we're all continually trying to balance everything. Uh, and it's like, if your life is going well, all your relationships are great, you know, work's going well, everything else is great. Then if there are foods that can aggravate you, if everything else is great, you can sometimes eat small amounts of food that would normally cause you a problem and you're okay. Other times, everything's going wrong and you eat the tiniest bit of something that is going to cause you a problem, it'll cause you a massive problem. So you're absolutely right. What you've said there is you continually need to weigh that balance up and think to yourself, and again, the quantity thing comes in here as well, because there are some times that you can eat a certain amount of something, but if you go above that level, then it's going to cause you a problem. 
Yeah. And I know that's hard sometimes because like you your own sourdough and you start making sourdough and usually it's amazing now then you just want to eat it all because it's totally delicious and it's so good for you. But again, if you have an issue, it's like, yeah, okay, maybe you can have a slice and you'll be fine. Have two slices, you might be feeling slightly okay. Have half a loaf and it's like, oh, you don't feel good. So it's that kind of. But so many people eh, don't have the right information, nor do they have the support or the belief or that anyone else believes in them. And that's a really difficult thing and a very lonely journey. If you are on your own, on your own health path, and nobody believes that what you're doing is going to make a difference, you're not supported, you're trying to make changes to your diet and nobody else is supporting you. And that that's a massive thing as well. So just having somebody that can say you're on the right track, you know, that that's right. But again, nobody can tell you what's exactly right for you. All we can do is to give you a few you know, point or show you the research, well, you know, you make your mind up and then you find your own path that works for you. But as I said, really all the digestive issues, the dietary advice that people are given is just wrong. It is plain wrong because we're eating process, you know, white rice, white bread, white pasta, meat, cheese, that, there's no fiber in any of that and your body cannot heal because as I said, fiber, that is the food source for your trillions of gut bacteria. And okay, if you're eating like sugar or whatever they tell you, you can eat that. Fair enough, what you're doing is you're feeding all the bad bacteria, the ones that do not have your um, health at heart. They don't care. They're just, you'll give us sugar and eat donuts, drink this, because that fuels them and you don't have any positive end result for your health. But what you do get is if you've got the good guys, the ones that, as I say, I mean, I just, I just crave sauerkraut. I love sauerkraut. I eat it all the time. Because I know I've got so many of these good microbes in my gut that they're continually sending messages to my brain to tell me to go and eat their food source, which is sauerkraut. And as I say, I absolutely love this stuff. My taste buds have changed since I started doing all the fermented stuff. And now that I'm not saying I don't eat sweet stuff, of course I do, but I don't have the same, you know, cravings. Or sometimes I'll eat a bit of chocolate and think, well, I actually didn't really enjoy that. I wish I hadn't eaten it. I never think that beats sauerkraut. I'm like eating, I think, oh my goodness, that was so delicious. <laughs> just so good and again I think it reinforces it because you know that it's good for you you know what it's going to do for you uh, and that you know it's like if you, you go and eat something that you know is not going to be good then you've got that negative association in your mind as well before you even eat it yes. but but again for me it has to be about you know trying to add in some extra elements and food should be a joy it should be and it is really sad that there are so many people that it's just become a bit of a minefield. They just, you know, a battlefield. They don't know what to eat. The one thing, and as you'd said also there, when you tried eat, doing loads of things at the one time, then you can't figure out what is it that's causing me the problems. So sometimes it is, it's one step at a time and sometimes it's less is more. And you can definitely get too much of a good thing, especially if you have a sensitive gut and you've got a lot of information. But I go back and say again, the advice that people are given is to eat no fibre can never be good long-term advice. That cannot be good of it, and it isn't long-term advice because the book that I shared with you um, with the one called Fibre Fuel, written by a doctor, Will Bolshevich, I think his name is, and that was packed full of testimonials, and he deals with a lot of people with gut issues that, again, had just gone round and round the same drugs, feeling rubbish, no energy, their skin breaking out, just feeling like crap, because you, you would if your body doesn't have the right, you know, sort of building blocks to do all the things like create energy and make you feel good and release endorphins and dopamine and all the neurotransmitters that also your gut microbes. 
you know, do so. That's where, again, you've got that whole depression thing comes in as well. You feel like crap. You can't eat anything that you enjoy. You feel depressed because, you, you know, that's that cycle that you go around and it's difficult to get a, a wee step off of that. It's like going round and round in the hamster wheel, you know, with all the negative stuff and the, oh, God, what am I going to do? And, and again, with the drugs and the side effects, and you're not the only one that has, although you seem to suffer pretty extreme side effects from the drugs, but that in a way is a good thing because it means that you stand your ground when you go along and you say, well, this is not working for me. I am not a textbook. I mean, how can they say that one thing works the same for everyone? It doesn't, nothing does. You're a unique individual with a totally unique microbiome, your own, you know, so what works for one is not gonna necessarily work for you. And that, that is never taken into account because drugs are given out willy-nilly to the same, oh, everyone take them the same, and it doesn't work the same. The same as food doesn't react the same with everyone. Nothing does. And it's, it should be more about a personalised yeah. approach. And I think that's the way forwards. But definitely coming from the gut, gut microbiome, that's where everything actually stems from. And that, over the last 10 years, the amount of research and reading that I've been doing and I know that you research a lot of stuff yourself Jen you cannot deny the importance of the gut the gut microbiome is now classed as a separate organ it's almost it's as important as your brain because it's calling all the shots your gut's sending messages neurotransmitters all sorts of bioactive chemicals communicating all over the place with your immune system with your brain with your lungs with your hormone balance every single aspect you know, with your energy, how your body uses the food that you eat, which is why some people can eat whatever they like and don't put weight on, and other people can look at a cream cake and, you know, they suddenly they put weight on. Because it's not about, you know, the food does the same thing. It's what your body does with that food. And that comes back down to the makeup of your gut microbiome as well. It's so fascinating. It really is. And I think we as society haven't been taught or taught or educated well I suppose we're, we're born with this intuition and this gut feeling and you know what it is like when you're a baby you know what you want to eat what you don't want to eat and then that gets conditioned but then as you go into school it's like you must listen to the teacher and do what they say you must listen to the doctor and do what they say but if they're then given bad advice bad you've then been told you what you think and do and say doesn't matter because this yeah. other person knows better than you yeah obviously then when you become an adult and it's like well what do you think what's your body telling you you have no idea how to listen to that because yeah. for however long it's been since you were in primary school you've been told that you don't know yeah something. that's right and yeah. again it's like if you don't if you don't use it you lose it so you have to get that back you have to start tuning in but how many people get like a wee you know and they just they second guess themselves all the time and think oh well actually that's what I feel but that can't be right and again, once you start to listen to your gut intuition and do the things that, that, that make you feel good, then it's, it strengthens it. And it's then something that you should totally uh, listen to. That's like another sense that you have. Yeah. You know, but again, so many people, they don't trust it, they don't believe it, or they'll keep asking other people, what do you think? As opposed to sometimes you just get a feeling and you think, well, I don't care what anybody else thinks. This is what I'm doing, this feels right for me. And that takes a lot of strength to do as well, because so many people, are, they don't have the confidence in themselves and their own ability and their own body's ability to heal them and continually asking other people. And ultimately, at the end of the day, Jen, who, 
who knows better than your own body? Nobody does than yourself. Who is more invested in your own health than yourself? Nobody. Everyone's health should be like their main priority. This is the other thing that I don't really understand because for me, my health, and I, I don't take my health for granted. I'm incredibly fortunate that I haven't had any ill health. I've kind of pretty much sailed through my life um, without any major issues at all, apart from sensitive skin that, you know, that I, I guess because I was allergic to something that I didn't know about. Um, but I do, I, I do, I don't take it for granted. I certainly don't. And I do take steps every day to make sure that I am protecting my health and being as, as, as well as I can be. And everyone else, you know, there are days where I get up and fed up and I can't be bothered eating. I'll tell you one thing, though. I never, you never, ever can have a day where you eat rubbish and you think, oh, I'm glad I did that and feel good the next day. You know, yes. I've asked people at night and I'll eat a big bag of crisps and drink wine and I think, I wake up and I think, oh, why did I do that? But sometimes you just want to do it and that's okay because then you think, right, okay, I get back and track the next day and I think, right, I've drank a whole bottle of wine, so I'm going to drink kombucha today and I'm going to drink water and hydrate and support my body to get rid of the, you know, the, the negative stuff. So that's a balanced way to look at things and nobody's all gung-ho 100%. I only eat good stuff or I only do everything right. Nobody does. We're all human. And if anybody says that, they're lying. Nobody yeah. can do that. You know, people that do that, they're, what is it, orthorexia, people that are obsessively yeah. about only be healthy, that goes off the other end of the scale yeah. of that's unhealthy to be so clinging to that, yeah. I can't have anything but. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But again, it comes back to that word balance. Mm. Jen, and it's like, I mean, I, I, I follow the 80-20 rule myself. As I said, I'm incredibly lucky because I don't have any any health issues of no. I mean, I'm 61. I have no joint problems. My skin's fine. I've got plenty of energy. But I know that that's because of the research that I've done over the last 10 years. And it's the way that I eat and the way that I look after myself. I don't really care at the age that I've got to now. I don't really care what anybody else thinks of me. Jen, so people think I'm mad. They can think I'm mad. I, maybe I'm a bit mad, mad for many women, but I don't care because I only care about what feels right for me and I think that's another thing that comes with a bit of I don't know age maturity you stop thinking worrying about what other people think about you or what other people think of the choices that you're making for yourself and it is it's the weirdest thing because you can be so sure about something but you speak to as you said somebody negative some negative Nelly that will say to you oh that wouldn't make any difference and it totally deflates your you know, your energy. And the thing that I hope that I do is to inspire people and give them the, you know, the information and the, the belief that they can totally change their health. Anybody can. It doesn't yeah. matter where you're at. And okay, some people have got a, a higher, you know, a more difficult journey than other people, but it's totally doable. It doesn't matter where you're at. And if you've lived with a chronic health problem for years and years, it doesn't mean to say that you can't change that. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen overnight, but you can totally start to change it and start to, you know, reduce symptoms of days where you're feeling better. And if you don't set your sights, at, like, you know, you're going to change everything immediately, you can do it a step at a time. And it is absolutely doable. And again, my one of my favourite sayings is knowledge is power. When you have knowledge that's scientifically based, that you'll get testimonials from all sorts of people, and it's not somebody trying to sell you something or sell you a supplement, and that's the thing that I always wanted to do for myself. I don't want to be involved with excelling like people things because for me, that's not what it's about. I promote food. I promote real food. I promote find your own balance, but find it within foods that are actually recognisable as foods. 
um, and try and find your own way. I'm plant-based, so I eat plants all the time. And I'm not saying that that's the way that suits everyone. I eat mostly vegan, but I'm not vegan because I'll eat, you know, if I'm away, I'm staying away anywhere and I can get nice organic free-range eggs, then I'll have them. I eat goat's cheese every now and again, and I don't want to restrict myself. And again, it comes back to what you said there is people being all like holier than thou. Oh, you know, I need to do this and do that. I just go with the flow. I, I'll never, I don't eat meat. I'll never eat meat again. I'm not remotely interested in eating animals, just not. But, you know, everything else, it's like, well, I'll just see how I feel. I'm not saying that I'm only doing this and I'm only doing that. But what I do is I eat in a way that supports my, my own health. I don't want to eat animals. Um, and, you know, I, I also don't want to contribute anymore to environmental damage and climate change and is already happening. And, and this is just the way that I've been eating for the last 10 years. And it totally suits me down the ground. And I would never change it for anything. I just wouldn't. And I feel so good eating all my fermented things um, that I could not actually imagine my life without them. And that sounds like a bizarre thing to say. But it's true. If I go on holiday, I take my... I take some ferments with me because yeah. I just don't feel right if I don't have them. And that's, yeah. that shows you the power that these foods have when you start to not, if you start to not have them. And again, it's similar to what you were saying when you get a good day and you know, that's a, a major impact for yourself that you can, but obviously you can't control the weather. Yeah. But you can control, you can control your internal environment. You know, but again, it's difficult. Obviously, you can't control what, what the weather's going to be doing. And it is it's, when it's cold and miserable and damp, then, yeah, nobody really feels great. But as you say, you get a day where it's beautiful and bright and sunny, and it does make you feel different. But again, that's all environment stuff, isn't it? If you've got that understanding of what, like, everybody's constitution is different. So some people don't well, have to that whereas other people have real issues with damp weather or hot weather or windy weather or whatever it is if you understand how your body responds in those different environments yeah. and you've worked out what you can do to support that so I know on a damp day I want to have things that are warming from the inside so like gin things that get ginger in them things that you know, create for me create some heat without creating too much because if I go full on with the hot chilies and I love hot chilies but if I take them I know that that creates too much heat and that causes too much aggravation yes so learning about that and it, it takes time because you have to go through all the seasons of where you live yeah your body and start to understand and then work out what what works for you so in the summer I'll have more cucumbers and things like that that help cool my system and create a wee bit of dampness because in the summer yeah. hot day I get too hot inside yeah but there's a there's a lot of sensitivity there but I'm aware of it because for the last five years I've been tuning in and really paying attention and noticing right what's going on here this yeah. is this doesn't oh this works today but it didn't work yesterday and that's okay yes responsive to what what's going on yeah but again it even it goes back to like the ayurvedic way of looking at things where people have different doshas and that actually just makes so much sense you know that there's some people that do well with certain foods and other people don't and you know there are some people that again that actually comes back down to your gut microbiome because you know again, you look at carbs some people can metabolize carbs no problem other people can't some people do better with more protein some people do better with you know, so, it's, but you have to find your own balance. Mm. And that's what gets me with people that just decide, well, 
I'm just going to do this and I'm not going to waver from it. I'm not going to adjust things as you've said you do, as you adjust things on a daily basis, certainly on a seasonal basis. But that comes back to also so many people just eat the same food all year round. And I know you've got an allotment, Jen. I love growing stuff myself. I love foraging in the summer. So you are eating seasonal food. And that's where all the benefits are because it increases that gut diversity that you wouldn't get otherwise. And if you're somebody who's only eating the same five fruits and veg, you know, like people that say, oh, I eat fibre. Well, what do you eat then? I eat carrots, broccoli, apples, potatoes and onions. But that's a very small subset. Yeah. You know, of the fact, the number, there are hundreds of different sources of fibre. And when it comes back to gut health again, all these children's of microbes, they're just like us. They all have different preferences when it comes to fibre. So it's not just about, oh, I'll just eat loads of one thing. Yeah, if you eat loads of one thing, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're feeding one type of um, gut bacteria. What about the rest of them? It's like if you've got a big family and you're like, oh, well, I don't really care about individual preferences. We're just, we're just having this today, so never mind all the rest of you. You know, you can just starve. Yeah. But it's the same thing. And that diversity equals resilience for your health. The more diversity, the more diverse gut microbiome you have, the more resilient your health is. Yeah, so this would be a good point then to talk about the diversity points that yes. I mentioned earlier. Um, do you want to talk? Yeah, well, that again is really just about, and it, it used to be said, I mean, five a day for fiber, that's what you're in for. That's nowhere near enough. And as I've said, a lot of people eat the same five. So, what the current guidelines or the current recommendations would be that you look to get 30 different types of fiber in your diet in a week, right? So, that fiber comes from plants, obviously. So, any fruit, any vegetable, nuts, seeds, herbs count, things like obviously turmeric and ginger. Um, you know, all of these things all count. So every fruit, every vegetable, all your whole grains. So like, you know, instead of just always having wheat or pasta, you go like brown rice, you get wild rice, you can get red rice, you can try um, millet, you can try buckwheat, you can try quinoa. So all of these things count. So your aim is to try and get 30 in a week. And that's quite a hard thing to do. Really, it's quite a good idea to have a wee book and write them down. But because of the way that I eat, Jen, I can actually get 30 in one meal. Um, because I, I, I have a fridge full of fermented stuff. I have loads of forage stuff. So one of my favourite meals to do is like a, a, a rice salad, like a, a black rice or a wild rice salad, and then just pile in loads of stuff, like capers and gherkins and olives and loads of herbs and, you know, sun-dried tomatoes, radishes, carrots, raisins, cranberries, pomegranate, make a delicious dressing, sprinkle seeds in the top, nettle seeds, whatever seeds you've got. So you can quite easily, and I know you're plant-based as well, if you're plant-based, it's quite an easy thing to do. You just need to think about it a wee bit more. And again, what I tend to do is for any meal that I have is like, what else can I add to that? So if I'm having, say, sourdough, in the morning with like say peanut butter and then I'll put banana on the top then I'll put flax seeds in the top then I'll put some flaked almonds in the top it's that kind of thing it's make it count or if I make porridge which I love porridge I'll have my porridge and then I'll look and see what I've got in the fruit bowl I'll either grate in a couple of apples or a pear or cut some plums up and put them in um, I'll add flax seeds to my porridge, add a wee bit of coconut oil to my porridge and then I'll just top it with whatever I've got all the nuts, all the seeds um, coconut flakes, bee pollen, uh, maca, lacuma, all the superfoods you can add to your porridge. So you can quite easily, you know, get 12 points in one meal. 
Uh, and again, I serve it with soya kefir, so you get extra points for anything fermented. So if you're having anything fermented, you get two points instead of one. Um, so it's actually a really good game to play. I'm really good at it. I, I would win at the I win at the diversity game just yeah. because great fun. I was going to say that like you could make a chart up and then like with all this all the stuff that you like or all the stuff that you've got in the house, all the different kinds of seeds, and then every meal you can just tick off. Yeah. Like you're having to take a full portion of everything it's not yes. like it's got stuff of everything it could be wee pinches and wee exactly stuff like that yeah. just to like diversify it uh, uh, and the thing is it adds tons of nutrition it adds loads of flavor you're adding texture as well even to be honest if you do like a chili i mean i've, I've been sharing quite a lot of recipes in the heel scotland um uh, facebook group and again just things that you know you can put like um if you're doing like a chilli, you can do it with beans. You can put all sorts of veg in. Serve it with some natural yoghurt, some soya yoghurt. There's another two points for diversity because you've added something that's fermented. And as I say, I make kefir, but you can use like yoghurt, like some kind of natural yoghurt. Or whatever. add loads of herbs because, again, I feel that in this country, a lot of people tend to put herbs in as a wee bit of garnish and then they don't eat it. Whereas other cultures are putting big bunches of herbs in. You know, things like coriander, which I know is I love them, I hate them. And coriander is one of the best herbs for uh, getting rid of heavy metals out of your body. It's a fantastic detoxifier. In fact, I make a really delicious, it's like a pesto with um, coriander and it's got lemon and Brazil nuts and sunflower seeds and olive oil, all sorts of fantastic stuff in it, all of which support your body's detoxification process. Um, so it's just a different way of looking at food, but then it becomes quite fun. Uh, as I said, also what I tend to do is, uh, I made yesterday, I made what I call diversity burgers. So I like to make burgers with whatever. So I had um, a sweet potato and some broccoli that I'd steamed. I had some brown rice left over from the day before. I cooked some quinoa, some three-coloured quinoa, um, blended them up. I put in um, some oats. I put nutritional yeast. I put garlic. I had red pepper. I had red onion. Um, I added, uh, what else did I add? I added polenta. Um, and various other things, and just and beans, I added cannellini beans as well. So I ended up with, I had about 20 different things, and then what I did was I rolled them in sesame seeds, um, and, you know, delicious burgers, do them in the oven, have them with a wee salad, absolutely delicious. And again, if you... If you yeah, that's the problem, we eat everything, because we, we do love food in our house, so yeah, nothing laughed. Did you see my sourdough that I made yesterday? I made the most delicious sourdough. Made it in a tin and I'd caramelised some shallots, right? Because shallots are great. Cooked them, put them in the bottom of the tin, did my sourdough, put my sourdough in the tin, and I left it overnight to prove in the tin. And then uh, I baked it in the tin. And then when you tip it out, you'll get the caramelised shallots on the top. Oh, it was absolutely, it was outstanding. So we ate that pretty damn quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think for anybody listening, um, Janice's blog, like all the recipes on her website, are incredible and the brilliant the thing that I love about your recipes is they're all dead easy yes no they are laughing about and being mm. overly precise with stuff it's just no. great oh right that's great and also I did your sourdough workshop recently and I've been trying to make or I had been kind of making sourdough for a few years and it never worked out and then I came and did your workshop stretch and fold that's what oh, made the difference I know <laughs> I know, and the temperature as well, it's understanding if it's cold, you, you know, it takes a long time because these wee bacteria and yeast are wee living things, they don't like being cold, the same as us. So if yeah. you have 
glucose, again, things change and that's a seasonal thing as well. Anybody that does ferments, you know, for like kombucha or fermented veggies, the, the, the rates are different in the, in the summer as they are in the winter because the temperature is different. And we're also the same because we're all a bit sluggish when it's cold, but the sun comes out, everybody feels better. It's the same, you know, if you're dealing with microbes. But again, these are real living things. Once you understand what they need, you can give them what you need, what they need. And then it's like, yeah, they'll, you know, do what they're supposed to do, which is make you fantastic sourdough bread. You know, that's all incredibly delicious and all the gluten's broken down, the phytic acid's broken down, massively nutritious and really good for you and absolutely delicious as well. So I've been inspired to add like more seeds and nuts and stuff like that into it as well, just to so that it's not always just a loaf of bread. Yeah. The diversity points are in there as well. Get flax seeds in, Jen. Flax seeds are great because flax seeds are actually one of the, the um, highest sources of fibre. They're fantastic. And I've got microbes, love them. And so I put them in everything, you know, energy bites, porridge. Um, I put them in my sourdough. I add all sorts of things to my sourdough as well. And if you use like your cooking water, if you're making sweet potatoes or anything, if you've got your cooking water left, even potatoes, uh, you know, you've got, you, you can use that instead of water. You can use plant milk instead of water. You can use kefir. I mean, I make kefir bread as well, which is like sourdough, but it's a hell of a lot easier because I make so, um, soya kefir. Um, and again, I, what I do with that is I add seeds. I do half wholemeal, half white bread. And that's the, the, the beauty of when you make things yourself, you're in total control over what goes in. Yeah. And you're not putting any, you don't need any preservatives, emulsifiers, any of these things when you're making them yourself. And that's, I think, one of the problems that we've got now because people are eating food that's not actually real food. There's no nutrition in it to start with and it's full of crap that's further destroying your gut microbiome, messing up the communication between your gut and your immune system, your gut and your brain and causing all sorts of problems. Um, but I get, as I say, I know, an awful lot of people just don't actually know what real food is. Because the, so many people that just eat processed stuff all the same and it's nowhere near the same as stuff you make yourself. It just isn't. You know, I make lovely big potato salads all the time. I love potato salad. Again, that's something that's high in resistant starch. I make a delicious dressing. I put, you know, uh, like gherkins and olives and spring onions and fermented radishes and all sorts of lovely stuff in it. And I make a dressing with like half mayo, half Greek yogurt. So it's lovely and creamy. And you buy the ones in the shops that they're all vinegary and they, they just, anything like that never tastes right to me. I don't right. tend to buy things like that anyway, but if you ever buy, you know, if you're out somewhere and you think you want to go and buy some lunch, all these things always taste sort of artificial to me because I think my taste buds are so tuned to what real food is. And so many people, especially when it comes to things like, you know, like the, the sweetness side of it. I mean, most people are upset. They do sweet and salty. They don't do the sour and the bitter in between, which is where all the health benefits are. But, you know, they don't recognize it. Or people eat things that have got artificial sweeteners and they get an instant for sort of sweetness. Whereas if you're eating real food, you have to sit and chew it a wee bit before that sweetness gets released. But people want the instant hit all the time. You know, and it's like, that isn't that isn't the way that we were. Our bodies were designed. Our bodies were designed to, you know, to survive on real food, on seasonal food, and mixing it up with the seasons, and paying attention to your gut intuition, yeah. and not being, you know, being sort of you know, it's the adverts and the telly. Everyone's like, oh yeah, we get that. Well, that's really good. You go into the supermarket and you think, oh, buy that. There's a nice cereal for my breakfast. Got a big tick for vitamin D and you know whatever else. You know, yeah. gluten free, you turn it around the bags, get more women's salt than a bowl of seawater loaded with sugar. 
and additives. So we've just been hoodwinked and people are being lied to by the food industry and, and the, ph the pharmaceutical industry as well. By being put on drugs and told there's nothing else you can do and you'll be on them for your, the rest of your life. And the food that we've spoken about this in, in depth about how the food industry has completely destroyed our health and they're not yeah. being held accountable for it with yeah, all the these things that they're, add, that they're adding in and nobody's turning around and saying, hang on a wee minute, what, you, what are you doing? Yeah, they like the pharmaceutical industry, they're out to make profit first. Of course they are. And the food industry don't care about your health. Not everybody in that chain of commands, like I know somebody who I know people who were pharmacists and scientists that wanted to go in and make like try and help discover the, the cure to cancer. And they went in bright eye bushy tailed. And it was it's the business model that's the problem, it's not the people who yeah. are going in with their interests and then all of a sudden discover that the job that they thought they were going to do wasn't. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So it's yeah. Um, yeah. But there's corruption everywhere, everywhere you look at it. And, you know, again, in the food industry, you can add sugar to any old crap. If you add enough sugar, it'll taste good. It'll be addictive. What they do is they use sugar, salt, fat. So the three, that's the three, holy grail are the three things that are totally addictive eh, and get you hooked on things and then you want to keep buying them. And again, you know, I go back to artificial sweeteners, which were brought in as, a, oh, great, you can lose weight. They don't help anybody to lose weight. They actually mess your microbiome, how they communicate with one another, uh, and nobody loses weight with artificial sweeteners. So, you know, so again, it was something that was brought in. It was like, oh, great, I hope that's going to work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, the same as a lot of the diet foods, low fat, take all the fat out and add loads of sugar. And it's sugar that's causing the problem. Yeah. But in pain, it's sugar. It's also lack of fibre. And yeah. that's that for me, it's, you know, for so long, it's been talking about, oh, you know, carbs or low carbs or do you do low carb, high carb? Oh, what about fat? Calories, counting calories, absolute nonsense. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. The calories from an avocado are not the same as the calories from a Mars bar. And nor do they do the same in your body. So that's a whole thing. People starving themselves and counting calories to try and lose weight. It doesn't work. It's yeah. never worked. And in the meantime, the diet industry make a blooming fortune. You know, the next thing, what's going to come along and help you to lose weight? Oh, buy this, buy that. And again, a lot of this stuff is actually wrapped in plastic. And there's so many chemicals now uh, that, that affect your, your body. You know, phthalates that are in the plastic cling film, BPA that's in the hard plastic. All these mimic things, the mimic hormones in your body totally mess up your body's biochemistry. And uh, the more research you do, the more you're like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> it's just it's so bad. <laughs> I know. Where do you start? Uh, but I would say to anybody, <laughs> real food, try and eat real food as much as you can. If you yeah. can grow your own, grow it. If you can buy organic, get it. If you can't, get local and look at what, the, you know, if you go into whatever you're shopping, Aldi, Lidl, Look at what their, their deals of the week. If you always buy carrots, buy parsnips the next time. If you're always buying broccoli or spinach, try some spring greens. You know, mix it up a bit. If you always get potatoes, try sweet potatoes. You know, or as if you have a look at the recipes I've got and they're using loads and loads of veg and that's the way to do it. It's not about eating loads of one thing because even, I mean, if you, you know, there was a time when people were doing all these green juices all the time and I'm far too much kale and raw spinach, which actually can cause problems for people. So you can totally get too much of a good thing. So that's the key thing is to have smaller amounts of things, then you don't have like an overload problem or a toxicity problem because you're mixing up a wee bit. 
And again, other people have sensitivities. Some people are very sensitive to oxalates that you get in spinach and rhubarb and other things. And, you know, their body then produces like, you know, oxalic acid, which can cause you all sorts of problems and kidney stones and whatever else. Not to say it happens to everyone, but if you keep a balanced diet and you're not overdoing things, it's obviously hard if you grow your own stuff and then you have everything's ready at the one time. That's where fermenting comes in because you don't have to eat it all at the one time. You can ferment it and make it even better and then you can enjoy it for months to come. But learning like and it's weird we've had our allotment I can't remember if it's three years of this is our fourth year but it's learning what grows when and how quickly things grow so that you don't because our, our mistake was the first year we planted all the seeds at the one time so everything grew and I had about 50 um bulbs of fennel and I was like what the hell am I going to do oh, I love fennel you could give it to me <laughs> and it just it we learned from that and then the next year we didn't plant as many seeds but then we didn't plant enough to get enough food so in yeah. this, it's a learning process but just going all right okay next year I'll do this slightly differently okay next yeah. year I'll do this slightly differently and just learning but if you can be involved with a community of people that we're at the allotment yeah. so there's other people there that we can then learn from yeah absolutely and you can share stuff and just the joy of being out in the garden because yeah. all the microbes in the soil, I mean, they're fantastic for your health. Everybody knows you go out, you spend a day in the garden, you always feel great, you know, because you're, you're getting into that, you know, the digging your hands in the dirt. It's fantastic fun. And growing your own stuff is one of the, the most joyful things ever. And even if you can't grow stuff, you can sprout seeds, you know, so you can sprout seeds and eat sprouted seeds. Sprouted seeds are great. Um, yeah. But I, I tend to grow loads of herbs because I, I, I'm, I just, you know what my garden's like, Jen, it's not ideal because of all the trees, I've got raised beds, but, um, you know, last year what I did was I went for things like cavalonero and kale and uh, salad stuff and loads of herbs um, and I started eating all the weeds in my garden because I've got many weeds in my garden, so I've got loads of hairy bittercress, which is actually lovely. Uh, I've got ground elder, uh, I've got loads of nettles, I've got dandelions, so I now just eat them all. So my wee thing is, if you can't beat them, eat them. So That's weeds are great, because weeds are fantastic, because they are so resilient. You know, it's like if you could like cut like dandelions and nettles, they just come back up again. So if you start to eat them, you start to harness that fantastic power that they have. And that's yeah. the way I look at it. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to eat more of them. Like nettle seeds are one of my favourite things. And I love nettle tea. I just love all the foraging because I love the seasonality of it. You know, mm. in the autumn, you've got all the mushrooms and the berries. And in the spring, you've got all the beautiful greens and the wild garlic and the, the nettles just at the time of year that you need it. After mm. the sluggishness of the winter, you've got all this beautiful new growth coming in uh, and all, you know, to give you more energy and a bit more lightness in your body. And that, that's what it's all about. It's, it's learning to work with nature as well yes you can't you can't rush nature that's what i love about it everything comes up at the right time when it's best for you uh, and you can't rush it but what and it's the same with anything like ferments and sourdough the beauty of them is you leave time enough time for the magic to happen for the things to be broken down for the bacteria to get to work but sadly what we do in our wisdom now with our all modern technology and whatever else you know, the advances just add chemicals to things, sterilizing, pasteurize things. So kill off any live bacteria, any live enzymes that might help you to digest the food. And then we add chemicals because we don't want to wait for the time. It's the same with the bread and the way that traditional bread, everything's been speeded up. We add more salt, more yeast, blah, blah, because we don't want the time. But time is, is one of the most important things. 
And yeah. I think during lockdown was maybe a thing because people had way more time. But that was why as you used to go to the shops, you couldn't get any flowers. So I thought everybody must be making stuff. <laughs> <laughs> why is everybody buying? There's no flower anywhere. But I the time, I, I just like the old-fashioned things, Jen. I would rather go, as I say, back to basics and be nourished by nature because nature's got us covered. We're the ones that have totally messed it up by thinking we can improve on it. And that's why you look at the state we're in with the amount of chronic disease massively in the increase, obesity on the increase, all sorts of things, mental health problems escalating out of control. And an awful lot of that comes down to your internal environment. But we're being, we're being lied to by the food industry. We really are, because a lot of the foods that we're buying, thinking they're really good for you, they're really not. Yeah. And even yeah. That, that thought of the time, the time that we don't take to sit down and eat our meals, like yeah. when I was maybe a nine or ten, that's when microwaves came in because that then sped food, sped cooking. Yeah. Thing. yeah. And then food on the go, your fast foods, your drive yeah. food, everything's eat on the go, eat on the go, yeah. not sitting down and going right. This is breakfast time, and actually yeah. in a communal with whoever you live with, if you live with people, and taking yeah. your time. to because that makes a difference in how your body processes it as well. Of course it does because digestion starts in the mouth as you know, where you start to, your body produces saliva, which breaks down starches, but you're right, I mean again it's like people buy, you know, buy their food in the same place they buy the petrol for their car you know, it's yeah. fast, they then wash it down with iron brew or whatever else, and your body doesn't have a chance, and that that is the other thing, you're absolutely right how you eat your food sitting at a table as opposed to everybody having a different thing heating up in the microwave the worst way to cook anything or deep frying it which is even worse sitting in front of the telly mindlessly eating so you're not even paying attention and when I when we we, we just love food I mean sometimes you do eat in front of the telly but anyway we, we do certainly pay attention and take our time because we eat real food which needs to be chewed yeah. and it's a lot of the processed stuff it's like it just dissolves there's nothing to it Whereas if you're eating real food, even those little rice balls, remember we made the wee shortbread rice balls, they are so delicious, but you have to chew them because there's fibre in them. And that's the thing. But that, again, sends that message to your brain, oh, here's some real food coming, you know, and then it's actually sort of starting that whole process of digestion off in your mouth as opposed to eating stuff that's, you know, literally just dissolves as soon as you eat it. Or, or the stuff that you eat, as soon as you eat it, you've got the, the immediate sweet you know, sort of thing because you've got either loads of sugar in it or artificial sweeteners in it. Whereas real food, it's about it's about time. It's about you're going through stages, but people just want the instant. They want the instant hit, and if that's what you know is what people want, then you've got to take the consequences, which are you know not the best health and all sorts of other problems down the line. Um, but there are some people, obviously, you've got a genetic aspect there as well to sort of deal with. And some people are dealt are much harder to hand than others. But we're all here, you know, to find our own way and our own path and hopefully meet the people that can help and support us along the way. Because everybody's got stuff to learn. Nobody knows it all. And I don't think you should ever think, oh, well, that's it. I know it. Or people think with their health, oh, I'm totally fine. I don't have to bother, which is actually not the case at all. You have to bother every day. Because every time you eat or you drink something, you're either supporting your body's health or you're stressing your body out and giving it more work to do. So it is something that is an ongoing thing. So nobody should ever take their health for granted. And just because you're well today doesn't mean you say you're going to be well tomorrow. And as I said, I, I know that because I am very fortunate and I know that, but I also know how to support my own health. 
not to say that I don't get ill. I mean, I had COVID last November. I was blooming mad about it, but I got it. But I got over it. Yeah. But that isn't, nobody's infallible. Nobody can say, oh, I'm so healthy, I never get ill. But I mean, getting ill is part of your immune system then has a job to do. So, I mean, if you do get like the cold or something, then yeah, your immune system, absolutely. And the more your immune system has to do, the stronger it gets. It's like you've got intuition. That's why, again, with kids, there's so many kids that are wrapped in cotton wool, never sterilise their immune systems, nothing to do. So then it starts reacting to things like pet hair and dust because that your immune system is there. It needs to be, it needs to learn stuff. And it learns a lot from your gut microbiome. Your gut microbes train up your immune system, but it can't do it if there's nothing there. And again, you know, it's just very, anyway, as I say, we could go on forever, Jen, talking about the, the madness of the, the world that we live in, but we can all do our own bit for ourselves. And that's the thing. And what's right for somebody isn't right for somebody else. Find your own path. Do your own research and find people that can support you and, um, you know, sort of be on that path with you. Yeah. You know, as opposed to people that are like, oh, that'll never work. Oh, you can't do that. You have to do this. And we know that there's a, there's always an alternative way. No such thing as just a straight path. And sometimes you learn so many things when you have to go off the beaten path and find mm -hmm. your own path. And that's where you find strength and, you know, you challenge yourself and you, you come out of it a stronger person at the end of the day. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Where is the best place for people to find your recipes if they want to connect with you if they want to find out about your workshops right well i've got my workshops currently are on event right so if you go on the event right you can just look for nourished by nature i've got sourdough fermented veggies natural skin care um and the kombucha and kefir workshops up at the moment the sourdough uh, saturday's fully booked and so is the next fermented veggies but i've got other ones i have a blog called blog nourished by nature um, there is a search bar on it, so if you're looking for recipes, you can just key into the search bar uh, and, and find that. And to be honest, I started the blog years ago, Jen, and there's fantastic recipes on it. But because it was a, a Weebly blog, it's not the easiest to find things. So I've got loads of categories and to try and make it a bit more user friendly. But I'm actually working and 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 getting a new website up um, and running that's a bit more simple. But all there's loads of stuff there. If anybody actually wants to just follow my Nourish by Nature page. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Nourished by Nature UK, Instagram, Be Nourished by Nature, and I share loads of recipes and just basically what I'm doing on a daily basis. So it's really just to kind of inspire people, give people ideas. If anybody needs reassurance about anything that they're fermenting, and again, because I'm a food scientist, I've researched this stuff and I've been doing it for 10 years, so I do know what I'm doing. I haven't just jumped in the bandwagon of, oh, hey, cute, you know, fermented stuff is cool, which it is, it's incredibly cool. But um, I know what I'm doing. And as I say, I've made mistakes myself because it's all self-taught, all, um, uh, all my fermented stuff. But as I say, that's the best way to learn sometimes because, you know, you, 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 you find out what works and what doesn't work. And when it, you finds your brain like I have, you want to go and find out, well, why did that not work? Yeah. But like yourself, when you were talking about trying to find your own, you know, with all the different foods that you were introducing, it's quite difficult then to narrow it down and think, okay, what is it that's caused the problem? It should be probably as just too much of one thing, too much overload. You have to take things a wee bit slower. It's the same with things that are fermented. You have to understand what you're dealing with, understand how you make sure that things are, are fermented safely because people are worried about bacteria. 
Um, so as I say, that's what I'm all about. I absolutely love ferments. I, I'm totally fermented inside now. I use all my probiotic skincare. I'll probably live to about 150, Jen. Not that I actually think I would actually want to in this mad world we live in. But anyway, I'm, I'm pretty well preserved so far, I think. Uh, so yeah, anyway, just look in my blog or um, my Facebook. Uh, and oh, also, I've got a YouTube channel as well. But I started about two years ago and I put some things up. Uh, and I've just not, people keep subscribing to it and I've got about 500 subscribers, but I've only got about 12 videos up. So I need to get that back up and running again. But it's on how you make a simple sauerkraut, spicy radish bombs, a bit about kombucha uh, and different ferments. So again, that's quite a useful thing. Um, but I'm just trying to reassess where I, where I go from here with all my stuff because I've got a lot of stuff to share. I just don't know if I share it in the best way, but never mind. Try my best. <laughs> I'll put the links in the show notes for all of all of that. So if people are watching this on YouTube, it will be in the wee bit Great. underneath and if they're listening to it on one of the um, podcast channels. They should yes. be able to hear it in the information thing. So it's dead easy for them to then find you. But I highly oh, yeah. recommend everybody going and checking out Janice's recipes and workshops and getting the opportunity to learn from her because oh, you. you are my, one of my favourite people. Oh, that's really <laughs> kind. Well, you're one of mine as well. And as I say, I love the fact that you're just so positive. You've had a lot to deal with in your life, but you just don't give up. And you just keep going. Uh, and as I say, you tell doctors, no, I'm not doing that. That doesn't suit me. I love that. You are a, re you are a rebel. I do love that. Healing rebel. That's a brilliant name. That is a brilliant name. I came out, I came out my mother a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> but we need more rebels in the world though Jen there's too many people that just that will just complace and just go along we need more people saying no actually hang on a minute that isn't right that's not right for me and I'm not doing that and it's like you know people that are all everybody wants to be the same I'd be actually I'd, I, I would, if somebody called me normal I'd be offended I like the people that are a bit out there the weird people the people that are obsessed with different things the people that like different things that's my tribe of people that's the people I want to hang out with yourself included, people that understand, they get it, they understand about growing stuff, about looking after themselves, about finding their own path. That's what it's all about. Not about, you know, sort of going to some course and then trying to sell people stuff and you only go down that road. It's like, no, do all your own research and find your own way. And you find the people that are meant to be in your life, you do. And it's always wonderful when you connect with like-minded people because you feel comfortable, you can have a chat about anything, nothing's taboo, you're just trying to share you know, information to and fro with somebody that will listen to you and understand where you're coming from. And I certainly do. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you so much. So I'll leave, what we'll do is we'll leave it there for the podcast because we could be here forever. Yes. <laughs> we will stop recording now. So thank you very much for being on. Oh, you're very welcome. Right.